This message is called, It's Time to Get Out of the Boat. Please turn with me to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 31. And straight away Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship, then to go before unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. Then when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, they cried out of fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Then Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. Then he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Then immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, therefore didst thou doubt. You see, friends, we're living in a time when many, many churches that I have visited and went to all over the country and uh, the countries and so forth, but especially in America where they're failing, they're not coming out of their boat anymore. They've stayed in their four walls. But not just the church, not just the building, but we as believers, Christians, we have just kind of sat back and let sin just take over America. Sin take over our cities and our communities. Sin take over our children, our schools. Did you know that the public schools were formed to teach children the gospel? Have we not come so far away from that? You can't even bring a Bible into most public schools anymore. What's up with that? Did you know that the colleges, Yale, Harvard, some of the big ones, were created for one reason, to teach Christianity, to teach the Bible. Many of them started as seminaries. Look where we've come to today. Because, Christians, we have sat back and just allowed things to continue. And the leaders in the churches are doing the same thing. They're just We're just kind of staying within our walls and we're trying to do programs and, and so forth and this. But we've got away from the simple, basic gospel of Jesus Christ. Telling people that there is an eternity. There is a heaven and there's a hell. How many of us hear that anymore? How many of us hear that? We're sinners and we need to repent. We need to ask Jesus Christ to forgive us for forgiveness and to come to a saving knowledge and realize that we must change and we must strive to to study the Bible and to attend church and and to find a good Bible believing church that's teaching the right way. Did you know that parents, we're responsible for our children. We're responsible for for doing daily and weekly devotions. 
we're supposed to live the life before our kids, before our children. We're supposed to live the life where they can see that we're supposed to teach them. We're supposed to instruct them, not just send them for somebody else to instruct because look what's happening today. We're sending them to public schools and even some of the private schools where they're teaching them secular beliefs. They're, uh, pretty much they're just teaching them, you know, well, oh, the Bible's a good book. And some don't even teach that. Some won't even allow it. Uh, especially in the public school system. The majority now or the high percentage are that the Bible's basically out. When that was the whole point of having public education. So we need to come out of our boat. We need to live the gospel in front of them. We need Jesus in our lives. Who's ever listening to this message right now, if you're sitting here and you really don't know about your personal salvation, if you're not sure about your relationship with Jesus Christ, or if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that I want you to listen very carefully, because this is for everyone, not just for believers, but for those who are looking for something better, for those who are trying to find out what is life about. You see, we were created for God. We were created to worship God. If you notice, if uh, for those that don't have the Lord, or may not know the Lord, or before we got saved, we were trying to fill our lives with what society said we needed with material things and money and uh, relationships and all, but with no relationship with God. So within ourselves and in our gut, there was always something missing. It's like, we'll make a goal, we'll get a goal, but then once we meet the goal, then we have, then there's, then it's like it's good for a while, but then it comes to an empty feeling again. You see, that's why we need to come out of the church. We need to get out of our boat and do what the gospel says. Did you know that in Matthew chapter 10 and 36 it says that man's enemies will be the members of his own household? We're living in day and time right now when our country's falling apart. I've heard some people say, well, our country's going over, the, our country's going over the cliff. Uh-uh, we've been over the cliff. We're already down. We're in the gutter now. The only thing that's going to save this nation and save us is God. Oh uh, yes, we need to put godly people into politics because the founding fathers were the majority godly believers who believed in Christ. And then those that didn't, they had a reverent fear for God. So they developed this country to serve God. But yet they're saying now that that's not so. Well, if you go back and you really read the founding fathers' statements, what they actually said and believed, you would be amazed because it's not being taught anymore. So basically we have to teach our own selves, unless you go to a really godly school that teaches that, or if you can find a good Christian, I mean a believing Christian college, that's great. But even those are being affected, you know? And so I'm saying here today that we're in the last days. And we need to get out of the boat, the comfortable boat of saying, well, you know, I go to church, whether it's midweek or Sunday worship or what have you, 
or try to do a little bit here, a little bit there, just enough to, to make us like where we're doing something? Really? But are we really praying? Don't just say, I'll pray for you, but actually have a list of people and pray, literally pray for those who need prayer. Are we trying to get out and feed those that are hungry? Are we trying to help people to get back on their feet? Not just say, well, you know, they kind of did it to themselves. And yes, there are people that have done it to themselves. Yep, true, drugs, alcohol, whatever the case may be. But we still need to to partake, participate in trying to reach people for Jesus Christ. We can We can just minister in our own backyard, in our own homes. We need to share the gospel with our families and friends. Even though they may know our weaknesses or whatever, we have a responsibility to share the gospel for those that who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a daily walk. Not just a, okay, I'm good to go now and I'll just do my thing until God comes. It doesn't work that way. It's a daily walk. And if you'll go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting at uh, verse 1, and I'll be reading all the way to uh, verse 7. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with the diverse lust. Never learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. If you notice today, there's a new thing that's been going around now. It's called the New Grace Movement. It's a brand new thing. They said it's a brand new. It's, it's, it's something that's been discovered in the gospel. And people are flocking to it. And, and yes, grace is good. But there's also a sin problem. But, it, but it, when you listen to these leaders who are speaking about grace, grace, grace... It's grace without responsibility. It's grace without repentance. It's grace. We need grace, true, but we need to repent first. We need to get right with God. We need to get back to basics. We need to get back to knowing that we are sinners in need of a Savior, which is Jesus Christ our Lord, and to have a personal relationship. And as I read 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'm in the last days, all this is definitely happening today. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, especially that one, oh my gosh. This is what we're dealing with. You know, they said having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. It says, from such, turn away. Turn away from these kind of people. Not to to become like them, but to turn away from this and turn to God. And we as the church, we as the church need 
to tell people the truth. To tell them, hey, you need Jesus Christ. Not only to save you, to be safe from hell and go to heaven, but that he can help you on this earth. And you have guiding principles and live a, a good godly life and stay away from sin. Because if we don't practice sin, then we don't have the consequences that comes with sin. There's good and bad consequences in life. And we need to teach and preach, just like it says in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, the Great Commission. We're supposed to go out and teach all nations. You know, we're supposed. this is what we're supposed to be doing. Let's turn to Romans chapter 10. And I'm going to be reading verse 14. Verse 14 and 15. Here's what it says. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And I'm not talking about just preachers. I'm talking about everybody. We're all responsible to share, whether just giving a testimony or just talking one-on-one to someone and sharing your faith and not being afraid of that. But just remember, there's consequences to everything we do. There's consequences to... Of being obedient to God. Don't think we're just going to walk around. It's going to be a, 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 a wonderful. Because nowadays, right now, 2016. It's rough right now. There's some politicians that who quote scripture to get elected or whatever. Then after that, they're doing everything but scripture. You know, and I'm not giving any names or whatever. But you can see what's going on in our country. You know, and who's running for president and all this stuff. And. You know, it's like, well, who do I pick? You know, we need godly men and women, but we need to put them in there. we got a responsibility. So if we're suffering, it's on our own hand. And I'm talking about myself included. I need to do more. We all need to do more for Jesus Christ. We need to do much, much more for Jesus. So in conclusion, what am I saying? Well, I'm right now I'm living in Charlotte, North Carolina. And this is um, this is October fourth of twenty sixteen, and we just got through in Charlotte of having riots and stuff because somebody was shot and by a police and all this, and they had uh, people that came from other places to come here to to help stir it up and all this stuff. And, and I'm saying, where's the church? Where's the church? Where's the church here? They voted in a mayor who's doing some ungodly things, stirring up trouble, stirring up all kind of ungodly stuff that's, in, that's, that's crazy. You know, look at our, um, the look at our uh, politicians and our leaders of our nation. We need to pray for them. We need not just to pray, but get involved in voting and uh, study and see who's running and that encourage godly people to run so we can put the right people in here to, so we can get our country back, but we got to do our things. It's not just living the life, but we have to make a difference in our lives, in this life. Our founding fathers gave everything they had. They had gave blood and treasure to create a country, their republic, to serve God. 
Judeo-Christian values. Yes, we are to love the sinner. We love the sinner, but not love the sin. And not accept sin. And the church is a spiritual hospital to help people to realize that they're sick. And they need, they need a savior. So I'm saying that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you're not sure. Then let me read something to you. Listen very, very carefully. I'm going to be reading out of Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. It says this, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They didn't say you might be saved. You could be saved. They said you shall be saved. We must confess it with our mouth and believe with our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. So let's pray right now. Let's, wherever you're at, let's just pray. If you do know Jesus, praise God. And if you don't, or you're not sure... Pray with me this prayer. Oh my God. Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to help me to understand you and, and help me to understand your word. And Lord, I want a saving knowledge of you. Right now, I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and to cleanse me of all my sins. Cleanse my heart and my mind. And right now I acknowledge you as my personal Lord and Savior and I receive you right now as my personal Lord and Savior. Therefore I know according to your word by confessing with my mouth and believing in my heart that I am saved as of right now on my way to heaven. And now I have the responsibility to serve you and to share my experience with others. Help me to do this. Walk with me, guide me, direct me. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, the Bible says we need to uh, we need to assemble ourselves together or we need to go to church. So we, we need to find a Bible-believing church so we can get in a good Bible study to learn about the gospel. And then we need to get involved in and serving, because as we serve, we get stronger, and we need to read the Bible every day, and we need to pray every day, just talking to God, prayers, talking to God, just a one-on-one -on -one relationship, that's all. So my friends, whoever listening to this message today, I ask for God to bring you His joy and love and peace, but most of all, His eternal understanding through a personal relationship. With Jesus Christ, his son. Amen. Praise the Lord.